So I want to assure you on this election issue, it is not uh, a subject about God electing some and for salvation and electing others for hell. That is one of the most heinous doctrines you could come across. It is not the word of God. The message of the gospel is that God elects all people. Uh, we'll see this. I don't want to make a point of it right now in this uh, um, uh, this uh, presentation today. Uh, we'll see it as we go through the book of Romans chapters 9 through 11. The point that I want to make now is that election is equated with God selecting you. Think of it this way. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in time et- in eternity knowing the future, being prescient of the future, being present indeed in the future. God is present today, yesterday, and forever. God, knowing the future, knowing that man would fall into sin, selected mankind, selected you and me for eternity, for salvation. This is the message that comes out from this marvelous chapter, uh, this uh, passage 9-11, Romans 9-11. Now, I want to jump ahead so that you get a better understanding of what this is, and then we will come back to the details. Uh, Romans 9, chapter 9 itself, is full of fascinating details, and we'll need to explore them for you to get a, a real grasp of what they mean. But look, Paul is talking about election in this chapter because he's explaining how God goes about saving Israel. He doesn't save them because of their or by means of their lineage. Oh, you belong to that race. Okay, you're in. You don't belong to that race. Okay, you're out. That's not it at all. Paul is explaining that God goes about saving people because by giving them faith in him, giving them trust in him. This word election is always equated with grace. Let me give you an example of that in Romans chapter 11. I gave you the example of it in Romans chapter 9. Well, let's go with 9 for a minute. Chapter 9, verse 11, Paul says, For the children not yet being born or having uh, done anything, any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand, not of works, but of him who calls. Now, you notice that, that Paul equates election with the one who calls, that is, God himself, who draws us to himself. It is not of works. So Paul is making the point that election is about grace, not works. That's a wonderful point, isn't it? Now, you see the same thing in chapter 11, where Paul says this, Even so, then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace, and if by grace, then it is no longer of works, otherwise grace is no longer of grace. So this makes it very clear that in Paul's mind, election is not about some uh, elevated form of works where God elects some because they seem to um, have passed muster to him where others haven't. 
or even aside from that, the point that Paul is making about election is not that some are elected and others are not, but rather that election is about God's kindness towards us and not our works towards him. So that's a really good understanding that Paul gives us. It helps us to understand that when that our Christian life has come from God, our faith has come from God, the mercy that has shown us that he has shown us has come from him. It's not about well this person uh, deserves it so I'll give it to him but not to her. No, it's nothing to do with that. It's that God calls us by his love and his mercy. You say, well, why doesn't he call all? Well, that's what he's going to do. That's what this chapters 9, 10, and 11, these chapters 9, 10, and 11 are going to show us. But now, as I said, I want to jump ahead so that you get the idea of what election is in more detail. Now, you've heard me say many times, if you're not sure the direction that Paul's heading in, then jump ahead and look for his conclusion, because his conclusion will tell you where he's been heading all along, if you haven't been able to follow his argument. So what we do then is jump ahead to the end of chapter 9, and we find his conclusion, and it is really quite startling. Here it is. What shall we say then? Okay, well, first of all, that question is important, isn't it? Because it reveals that Paul is coming to a conclusion. What shall we say then to all of these things? Which is a common phrase, a common question Paul asks. In the light of all he has said, what shall we say? All right, that Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness even the righteousness of faith. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. Why? Because they did not seek it by faith, but as it were by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whoever believes on him that's Jesus, he's the stumbling stone, will not be put to shame. Now, what do you make of this conclusion? Well, this is what we make of it. If Paul has been talking about election all the way through, and then concludes that Gentiles who didn't pursue righteousness attained it because it came by faith, and Israel didn't attain it because they were seeking it by law, then election is all about righteousness by faith, isn't it? In other words, a man or woman who trusts in Christ his righteousness by faith alone, knowing that Christ has become our righteousness before God because he represents us before the Father, and his death substitutes for our sin, and his resurrection substitutes for our righteous life, and we trust in him for it, that man or woman has been elected. And how do we know? Because of the faith 
that they have in him, because that faith was given by God. So this takes some of the mystery out of election, doesn't it? You see, when I say take some of the mystery out of election, there are some people who use these words like pre, uh, pro, um, predestination and election in a sort of magical way, as if God were doing some magic and we have no clue what he's doing and there's nothing right or wrong about it. It is just his um, autocratic will. That is magic and it is nonsense. There is reason to what God is doing. There is rationality to what he's doing. When he comes to us with the good news of the gospel, it is God himself who is drawing us to him. Now, I'll tell you why this is important to me. Well, first of all, it's right here in the gospel. I've been teaching the book of Romans for decades, and, you know, once you keep teaching, when you teach it, continue to teach it, verse by verse, line by line, you begin to see things that you had no idea about, I had no idea about, you just feel obliged to comply with what the Word says. And so that's what has happened to me in regard to the book of Romans. I didn't believe in what this election was all about until I explored it most carefully and then saw that, well, my goodness, God's electing us all. But in addition to that, it's important to me because my life has seemed to me like an election. I did not, I was not born in a Christian family. Yes, they were morally, morally good people. Um, they went for, to church for what we call, uh, to the Episcopalian church for, for what we call in England, ma- hatches, matches, and dispatches. You know what they are? Hatches, matches, and dispatches? Hatches, births, matches, marriages, dispatches, deaths. We went to church for births, marriages, and deaths. But that was about the extent of the religion in our home. But my mom uh, did teach me and my brother and sister to pray at night before going to bed. We never read the Bible or anything, but still, there it was. But I had this strange yearning for the mystery of life and wondering what it was all about and got involved when I was a young boy of 10, 11, 12 in flying saucers and extrasensory perception and levitation and hypnotism and mediumship and all of these weird things. And it filled me with a sense of strangeness and wonder and what was the universe all about? Astrology? No, not astrology, astronomy I got in very interested in as well. And when I was a boy of 15, I went to a meeting that I thought was a lecture on flying saucers. It was called Man from Another World. And uh, I thought, well, that sounds good. I'll go there. And I went, and I went into this little room with only about 40 people in there and mostly elderly people. I was the only young person there, 15 years old. And then stood up a man in a black suit and a collar and tie holding a Bible in his hand. And he preached on the second coming of Christ, which I had never heard anything anything about uh, of before. Well, I received it immediately. I was astonished that the Bible said anything about these things, that it was just 
light shedding into my mind and heart instantly. It seemed to be the answer to all my inquiries about these mysteries that had uh, previously haunted me. Well, I became a Christian. But do you see that I was not seeking Christ or giving my heart to Christ? Christ was seeking me. And that is why another reason why these verses in Romans 9 through 11 uh, have uh, regarding election and predestination have had so much meaning to me. Uh, nowadays, I mean, previously I couldn't have faced them because I thought it was about God electing some people and rejecting others. But no, that's not it at all. And this is why I'm urging you to think very carefully or to perceive carefully about your salvation. Your salvation is not about you coming to Christ. It is about Christ and God our Father coming to you. You rely upon Him. You rely upon His commitment to you, not your commitment to Him. Yes, we want to remain committed to Him, but we're like uh, hot and cold, aren't we, so often? We, 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 we rise and we fall. We're dedicated and then we're undedicated. But God is constant, and He will not fail you. That's the message of election. That is the message of the fact that God has selected you because He loves you you, not because you're any better than anyone else, but because through you and through all of the other elected ones, he's going to reach the whole world. It's Colin Cook here, and you've been listening to uh, How It Happens. Thanks for joining me today. Would you help me to keep the broadcast going? This is a small ministry, but it's lasted over 45 years, and the broadcast is in its 25th year. If you would like to help with a donation, please do so. Send your donation to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. That's FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. I do appreciate all your help. Thank you very much and your little notes that you send. And I'll see you next time. Cheerio and God bless. <music> 